talking all things theatre and events. Just a bit of a summer hobby, decided to see if we could start a venue. And day by day you kind of saw the realisation of quite how serious this was. Several week after week of company meetings were people they're coming they want they want to see theatre they're missing it like we are the stage is yours podcast hello and welcome back to the stage is yours podcast with me your host Cal Graham joined as always by producer Dan and we're talking all things theatre and events today we're joined by Anna Saunders creator and founder of Not on the West End we talk a little bit about her career and the amazing success that Not on the West End has been along with a lot more theatre chat as well Anna Saunders, the stage is yours. Join us on the podcast today. We've got Anna Saunders, uh, owner, founder, creator of Not On The West End. How are you? Hey there, I'm really good, thank you. How are you doing? Yes, I'm well, thank you. In a strangely warm Edinburgh. It's not supposed to be this warm. It's like 14 degrees and it was nice and sunny yesterday as well. So I'm kind of thinking spring's a little early, but I'm not complaining. (laughs) Anyway, so let's chat a little bit about yourself. So what is it in kind of, or would you normally be doing should it not be um, a global pandemic? (laughs) In the before times, you mean? In the before times, yes. In the before times. In the before times, I was a wardrobe deputy at 9 to 5 in the West End. Mm, Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so obviously things are very different. Um, so uh, before that, were you involved in other productions? Have you always kind of been in and around wardrobe? Has that kind of always been your your jam, as it were? Yeah, I've been uh, wardrobe and dressing and all of that for many a year. I think, I think I'm in year 14. I'm not sure if we count this last year. I'm but... hoping we don't count it. I'd quite like it. <laughs> back and just knock a year off my age at the same time and then ah, just get it perfect. back that'd be nice because well we are we are literally just over a year it was <laughs> since it all started but yeah it's been both the longest and quickest year of my life yeah it's gone really quick really quick that we're back at a year um I mean myself our group chat put back up on the 14th going uh, well it's a year since we last did the show hope you're all right and we're like is it really a year since we closed in Wimbledon yeah and it's yeah I don't quite know where it's gone (laughs) yeah it's very strange having that thought of actually uh going all this time has passed and I'm absolutely sure I could still go back and do my dressing track without thinking about it yeah I would like yeah that last show, I was covering one of our one of our dressers, but it was my old track from when I was a mm. uh, male ensemble dresser for 95. I think I, I could still do that preset right now. <laughs> yeah, I we were sat, so we were lucky in the sense that the show we were on was shown on the BBC on Christmas Day uh, when we filmed it. So we were all kind of sat there and you were kind of sat there going, I'd be doing this right now. I'd be doing that. This is about cue, whatever. And you're just sat there going, yeah, I'll be doing this. This is what I should be doing. And it was quite funny. We were all just kind of sat there going, I'm sat doing the show in my head, not watching it. <laughs> yeah, the way. 9 to 5 did a live cast recording, mm. so it sounds just like the show. And yeah. my sister was playing it in another room of the flat, and I just heard the thing and I was like, <gasps> I'm supposed I to be doing, doing a cue. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, it's fine. 
<laughs> yeah, PTSD. This is a busy bit quick. I need, I should be, yeah. I've, Gets yeah, your heart rate suddenly it. going, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah. You just kind of have these flashbacks to, I should be doing something now. But no, um, sadly not. It's just, yeah, it's been a very, very strange year. Um, so how have you kind of found it, really? Have you kind of managed to kind of keep yourself somewhat sane? I think Somewhat is, sane is probably a, an accurate representation. Not completely, but <laughs> yeah. somewhat. I think um, I've been very fortunate with the position I've been in. Just things like our flat has a big garden so that whole first lockdown when everybody was feeling so enclosed when the sun was shining I had a hammock things were fine um ATG kept uh us furloughed through until the end of July which considering our show was due to close in May Mm. we were pleasantly surprised about um so for that first stint it was it was fine like difficult with or in the ways that everybody was finding things difficult yeah but generally fine um I've been very fortunate that I actually managed to get back into a theatre for a few days uh in December I was the head of wardrobe for a Christmas carol at the Dominion so just that brief blast of having some theatre in my yeah. life even though we did officially open on the Monday night and officially close on the Tuesday night it was yeah yeah, those little heartbreaking moments but having the opportunity to get back into a theatre and just the little noises like hearing the orchestra warm up and tune up and the you can hear the audience through the through the show relay there's people they're coming they want they want to see theatre they're missing it like we are yeah those little moments have kept me going yeah absolutely I think it's yeah we keep getting these glimmers and it kept getting knocked back in kind of that early part of oh we're coming out of lockdown and we could not and we had the brief little bit in September of kind of things and then again in December to the point that things did open and then unfortunately not quite but yeah hopefully this time yeah for the third time lucky it will be that will be kind of it and things will move forward from there hopefully so fingers crossed anyway enough doom and gloom because i feel like it's something we've all talked an awful lot of over the last 12 months as it is now and um, let's talk about not on the west end um how did it come to be what and yeah is it just something you've kind of that just happened really it is to a weird extent something that just kind of happened um i would say the initial thought came from uh Costume Professionals Appreciation Day, which is kind of end of July-ish, um, that is kind of partially set up by uh, the Costume in Theatre Entertainment and Arts Association, which I'm now part of. But the, uh, the thing of, I, I normally for this day that we kind of celebrate mostly on social media and people have a fun day going, oh, look, isn't it nice, costume people? Um, <laughs> I normally write a little message to actors and it's normally things like, mm-hmm. you know, when you put your chewing gum into our bare hand because you've forgotten you've got it in and you're about to go on stage. That That's one of the reasons why you should appreciate us. Like, look, mostly it's little jokey things of being like, yeah. you know, when you leave your jock strap curled up so it looks like a croissant. Yeah. We have to un- unroll that. That's stuff we have to <laughs> deal with, yeah. This time I was like, well, we're not not around at the moment. So I was like, almost every dresser you know Every wardrobe person you know will will be selling masks on Etsy. Find your dresser 
from the last show you did, find their Etsy, buy yourself some reusable masks. And kind of but also looking around and going, seeing all, all my friends that I knew in the industry would had turned their talents to other venues, their creativity being used in lots of different ways. And kind of wanting to figure out a way that we could support each other. Like whilst the industry might be shut down, the community of it yeah. didn't need to be. Um, so I was kind of I had the kind of thought going, hmm, someone should do that. <laughs> someone should figure out a way to make that work. Yeah. And I had a kind of 2 a.m. thought of going, not on the West End. Like not on the high street, but it's a joke because none of us have jobs yeah. anymore. <laughs> and I was like, right, okay, now that now that I've got that sorted, we can do this. <laughs> it. There it is. So no. it's yeah, it's a it's an Instagram and there's a Facebook and there's a Twitter, but we don't really post very much because it's a visual kind of a medium yeah, that we're doing. And there's and let's the face website. it, Twitter just confuses us all anyway. No one really, yeah. I don't think anyone really understands how Twitter works. <laughs> exactly. Twitter is there for other people to have arguments. Yeah. It I is so. not for us to discuss the joys of wiggies that now make candles. Yeah. <laughs> That's, <laughs> there's, there's joy to be had. And whilst social media is not the place for much joy at all, supporting small businesses is one thing that we can do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think it's, yeah, it was great to see it and kind of people started hearing about bits and things. And it's like you said, everyone just kind of started turning their hands to something they'd kind of thought about. Or they've gone, ah, oh, this could be my side hustle when I kind of start when I've had enough and I do that. And I think a lot of people just jumped all over it. And I think the sheer range of stuff that suddenly appeared is ridiculous, really. It absolutely is. Just the, in the, like the first hundred people who signed up, which shocked me at the speed that I got them of just being like, Oh, everyone just telling their friends. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you're kind of going right. Just from this group of people, we've got the different ranges of kind of backstage on stage production office jobs. We've covered so many things, but also the fact that we've got people who are like engravers, yeah, as I meant, candle makers, people like making sewing patterns that you can then download and make your own stuff from. Um, there's uh, like carpenters and um, just people like people who are nail technicians, like as a side thing to what they normally do. But now they're making up the nails to post out to people to put on themselves. <laughs> just the, the different layers that we've got yeah. um, personal trainers. <laughs> it's doing training via zoom it's the the diversity of businesses is really impressive it's not just anymore like it's not just that initial thought of well there are cost there are wardrobe people making masks there are people making just genuine beautiful art mm, absolutely and like you just all you've got to do is just start scrolling through your instagram feed uh, or the pages instagram feed and you just see this just vast vast range of things and you've only got to look at it as to i mean from a personal think of the show that i'm involved in at the moment from uh uh lx number one making genuinely like desk lamps and creative things like that being a carpenter as well he's got much stick for who is who is this uh, it's rich hoxley so it's i have uh, one of his lamps right next to me i mean like I love and it. he's just it doing that and he kind of joked he made craftsmanship. lots of craftsmanship 
and he made lots of jokes. I'm an electrician. Yeah, I'm working with wood. It feels a little bit weird, but it's but I'm like things like that to um, our head of wardrobe making stained glass things and starting to do stuff with that. And it's just and there's such a wide variety and everything in between. And that's just the show that we're involved with. And you've got that hundreds of times over with the amount of shows that were that are out there and everyone doing yeah that. I think when trying to find positives of this last year there have been people who've just been just had the time to give their idea a try and there are some people who've gone no I think this this is it I'm this is the thing that makes me happy and there are mm-hmm. some people that are going well this will keep me going until we're back and both things are kind of beautiful people have been able to use those skills and those talents and that creativity to keep them going or re-inspire them or all of those things and I think that's what the theatre community can also kind of show like there's a level of kind of grit and determination to it at the same time as going but look it's a beautiful flower wreath (laughs) yeah it's it's that it's you don't want to it's something that we all say but I don't think we all admit that we say is that the show must go on in some way shape or form so we're just ingrained in that mentality that we still need to do something creative and we can't not have something creative and I think we all struggle to sit around and do nothing for more yeah. than a few days <laughs> it's that thing we said earlier just if you're sitting still you go have I have I missed a cue yeah <laughs> should should I'm I not- should I be doing something else? Yeah, I'm. Am I not normally doing something? Yeah, it's very, very strange in that sense. And the first lockdown was the weirdest time ever. And obviously, because it just kept kind of getting extended, we were all kind of sat waiting to be told, "Yeah, fine, we're opening in Southampton next week. Come on down, we're back, we're done." So we we're all kind of sat there waiting and just going, "Well, that," and just slowly things just getting knocked off and off, and then. <clears throat> we were supposed to tour to South Korea as well. So obviously with South Korea still having their shows because they never closed their theatres. So there was still kind of this, is it? Is it not? And it was so, so weird of this kind of thing of going, well, Phantoms ran out there for the entire time. And we were like, because that was in September. We were supposed, or yeah, September we were going. So we were like, oh, it's, it might be over maybe. by then. Maybe, maybe, but obviously not. So we were all kind of like, yeah, so we were going to, and we kind of just got into the stride of our tour as well. We kind of just left London, as it were, so we're out in it, in the thick of yeah. it. But yeah, so it's a strange. The yeah, twenty twenty is the year we all planned. I think obviously no one ever you could have predicted it, but it turned into a strange old year. Um, so has the success of the page surprised you at all in terms of how? Um, well yes, it has done. It was. I kind of. I initially was like, well, this is just a thing that, to an extent, I was like, well, if I can get all these people together, then when it gets around to Christmas, I can send the link to my mum and say, buy something from any of these, I'll be fine, you're supporting the industry, don't care (laughs) what it is, buy me something. Um, And then by the time we got around to Christmas, there were more than 400 businesses signed up and like more than 6,000 people following the Instagram. And I was a bit like, I didn't didn't really know that this was a thing that I could (laughs) do. Um, but then there's the flip side of not really being surprised because it's it's only positive. There's people like it's you're just sharing the work of your friends and other theatre professionals and colleagues, and uh, it's it does that level of hope of going oh 
there's, there's a nosy aspect of going, well, what, what's everybody else been up to? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, people do want to support each other. We are a community. So yeah, absolutely. That has, that, the fact that we have come together and kind of we do want to support each other isn't a surprise. The fact that it kind of all, I, I'm not, I'm not someone who understands social media and knows how to really make things work and the business behind yeah. it. I just kind of went, eh, this will do. And it has worked. So that's, that's definitely been a surprise. Yeah. I think it was, you just touched on it there. There's that thing of everyone going, well, what we've all had this time. What's everyone else been doing with these months of time to kind of, of what they're doing with themselves. So there's a little bit of that. And then, yeah, like you said, it was, there was a lovely moment in the first lockdown when everyone just kind of dumped all the theater they had online. So stuff that had been filmed for years ago and purely just to sit as an archive thing. So they went, ah, oh, well, let's just throw all of this out there for that. So shows that people might not have got to see with certain people in it and things like that. There was this kind of moment of going, okay, we are all in this together. Kind and of it did happen so quickly. It was, I was talking about it with my flatmates last night of, cause the year's just gone and we went so we shot on that monday on the friday eugenius had put their show up for live streaming yeah. it had taken them four days <laughs> and you're going oh okay <laughs> i guess yeah. this is what we're doing then <clears throat> yeah it was yeah it was amazing that just suddenly all this stuff and everyone was in it regardless of whether it was the tiny little kind of small company who have done maybe two or three things to i mean the, the national through a mountain of stuff available yeah. and you're like oh okay so yeah we genuinely are and I think that everyone for a lot of people they went yeah okay it is we're all in this together so it's it's not a case of okay there's still one or two shows going on here and there it's from that and then there was the brief moment with Sleepless in Seattle that kind of did a sort of well did do a sort, I of, saw run, it. sort of amazing I and, went I was there the same night as Andrew Lloyd Webber. It was very confusing. <laughs> and you were kind of like, oh, okay, so, and that was my kind of thing. Okay, that's it. There's the blueprint for it to happen. And I was like, but if that's in at Wembley and it's a nice new open spacious theatre, not. The size of that foyer is insane. I was like, that's the, I was a... like, that's the perfect theatre for a COVID, <laughs> COVID yeah. distance show. If it had been anywhere else, I'm not sure it would have worked. Knowing no. many, many theatres around the country and the West End going, yeah, social distance. Yeah, not a thing on that staircase or through there. So it was a strange old time. But yeah, that moment when we were kind of, yeah, there were lots of moments where we were like, okay, we are all in this together. And it kind of, yeah, it's, I don't want to say dragged on, but I don't think any of us thought it would be a year, to say the least. no. I managed to get back into the Savoy because um, I was sorting costumes because 9 to 5 performed on Saturday Night Takeaway a mm -hmm. couple of weeks ago. And I went back into wardrobe and it was just everything exactly as we'd left it, like scarves on the backs of chairs and uh, kind of the my notes book for the like repairs still just on the table with my oh, yeah. biro flung on top of it. And like we'd done a reasonably good job of being like, well, I was... Uh, my head of wardrobe was it was her float day that day so she wasn't in so I was yeah. the one in charge of the department all of a sudden and I was like right guys first thing I know we're all very upset clear all your food out the fridge yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, but still you go and you're like oh well 
there's there's just our stuff still there because we just we never imagined a year later you'd go oh well actually that's that jumper that I quite like but I thought I'd be back in three weeks yeah it was <clears throat> yeah and kind of setting it going okay we'll be back in that so let's leave it in a sort of state so that we can come back and not have exactly. to kind of deal with the bomb site yeah it was a strange like, yeah everything's been covered with uh like dust sheets and moth things but ultimately we can just rip it all off chuck it in a bin and off we go yeah ready for a preset everything's clean everything's been ironed we can go yeah it was strange and being on tour was even weirder so we were on obviously weekly moves so we were kind of packing this truck going it was the weirdest day ever so we found out on the monday night we just finished are getting in Bradford as well, like literally on that Monday night. And we were, some of us were sat in the hotel going that, and then the stage manager's phone goes and it's the general manager going, that's it, we're cancelled for that. And so we have to tell all these guys in Bradford that, okay, we're back in the next day, that all that stuff you've just put up, it's coming down, which was awkward enough as it was. And it was just the weirdest day ever that we were all kind of like, well, we don't really know. And when we were leaving Bradford, we were supposed to be kind of, getting some stuff ready to go off because obviously we we're supposed to be touring in Asia. So we were like, okay, some stuff's going to be ready for that. So like, do we do it? Do we not? And then obviously hire trucks were kind of like, how do we pack it? And we all threw personals just straight back on. Everything was on because we were like, ah, oh, it's gonna be three weeks. Fine, no worries. So tours on all of that. And I think and then it sat on wheels in trucks till sometime in June, maybe July. And then all the message starts going around, okay, uh personal stuff uh how do you want to go about getting it back like it was and we were kind of so the, the company stores are in manchester the offices are in london but everyone's everywhere so it was kind of like okay how do we go about getting it? so there was just it was yeah it was weird weird yeah it was the one of the oddest days was that i call it a load out but it wasn't it was just strange and none of us said goodbye either we were kind of like i'll oh, we'll see you in a few weeks we'll be fine yeah but that was it we kind of like it's the change from going from seeing people six days of the week. They are your friends, your family, everything. They're, they're the people you socialise with. They're the ones you go out with after the show. They're the ones you go for your lunch with uh, yeah. kind of between shows. They're the people. And then you go, oh, but you're someone who I saw six days a week, every week for more than a year and a half. And now I've not seen you in a year. It's... And it just happens so quick. <laughs> Yeah, it was so, so bizarre. But I think, like I said, and we look at it now and we go, right, well, what are the positives to come out of it all? And pages like not on the West End is just one of those things where you kind of look at it and you go, I, our industry, yes, it's closed, but there's still so much going on and positive things to kind of come out of it, which has been, yeah, amazing to kind I of look at and see, really. The whole industry as well has taken this opportunity to kind of look at itself in a way that we've never had time for before. And um, through CETA, the Costume Association, uh, I'm also now involved with uh, APTL, which is the Association of Alliances and Professionals in Theatre and Live Entertainment. A clunky name, if ever you've heard yes. one, but are doing great things and kind of bringing lots of groups together, like from professional associations and things like Scene Change and Freelancers Make Theatre Work, to try and so that we can all together as a group work to make the industry a better one when we go back of like thinking more about things like sustainability and inclusion and like work-life balance and just w working practices generally and I think that's 
one of the other positives of being like, we've shown that we are resilient. We've shown that we can do this, but we're also coming together and going, we weren't perfect before. We can, I think the production managers forum have a uh, uh, campaign at the moment that there is reset better. Mm. And I think that is one of the other positives. We're going to reset better. When we go back, we're going to be a better industry than we were before. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's one thing that we've all kind of realized as much as the break was enforced, I think we all kind of somewhat needed it. Um, I think I looked at it and went, okay, this is the first time in about 10 years I've had more than I think it was a week off in one go. And I was like, yeah, that's probably not a good thing, but you just, and that was just what it was. I just bounced from job to job to job. So actually, yeah, it's, and you're talking about various bits and pieces and that so um, I was talking a podcast that's not out yet with Rory Cormack and he was talking about the West End Softball League that used to be a thing that's now not a thing because there's just more and more kind of things that become part of your contract so they're kind of that free time to go and do things it isn't necessarily there so he was talking about that and I was like I'd never even heard of this like I only know of like, it as a myth I know that yeah. the the West End bowling still happens okay um, yeah. And that is very competitive, but it only <laughs> happens <laughs> when Ivan Defreitas, who I think is currently in Anne Juliet, has the time to organise it. And it's yeah. specifically him going, right. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> it might be that he's a competitive bowler, but. <laughs> very possibly. But yeah. So he was talking about that. And I was like, those are the kind of things that should still be a thing, but unfortunately have that, that work life balance has kind of. They just out eat away slightly. at it, yeah. all the, the fun so, extras. So, yeah, so, and I think that's absolutely something that looking forward is that, yeah, there are definitely things we can do better. And I think we've all just appreciated having the time to do these things that have always just been conversations. I think that's what that, like this podcast started out as a conversation on the back of a truck at three o'clock in the morning in Bristol as a joke about, oh, we should just do it as funny stories from being on tour. And then that, that, and then it was like, well, you probably, maybe some of those stories might not want to be out in public kind of thing, but and it just kind of came from there and I was like, do you know what? Let's just, I need to talk theatre was how it started. And I was bored in lockdown. So, <laughs> I mean, I feel that urge to always talk theatre. I'm very lucky that the two people I live with are also theatre people. We are just, yeah. every, every couple of hours, days, <laughs> I just do that. Right. This is what we want to do with theatre. This is just pr- programming our dream season at the national and (laughs) yeah exactly and it's just that thing and it's one of those and I was like I just need to kind of that and so that's what that and I think that's what one thing from the lockdown was that and it Roy was the one who pointed out to me in the podcast that I did and hasn't been released yet but he literally said if you were still out on tour though or working as you normally would you would never had time to even create this and kind of chat to people and do bits and pieces and learn about things I never even was aware of because and now that you know how to do it and what you've got there when you go back out on tour you might be able to carry on well, this you is go the right this well is I, I, i've done the hard bit of figuring out how to do it do and it. set it up now it's much more much, much easier, easier. To continue. i just have to find the time to sit and talk theater for an hour or so but we're gonna week. we're gonna reset Fine. better exactly. everything's so, all of our lives are gonna have a better work-life balance it's going to be the whole new dream of only two session tech days. Oh, that's a, that's a dream. Well, that is a dream, but but, but we can make it a reality. Absolutely, absolutely. Like like I said, and that's great. And I think it's given us all a much better appreciation for what that is. And actually, oh, it's quite nice to have some time that's not quite as pressurized and in that kind of world. It's we can amazing. do better work in more time in a healthier way. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And keep everyone much happier. And yeah, I think it is a... Remembering the health part of health and safety. Yeah, (laughs) yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's jump into kind of the last kind of outro bit of our podcast. Um, Everyone who comes on gets asked these same three questions. Um, Some have turned out harder to answer than I thought they'd be. I actually asked the question without ever actually having thought about it myself. And then I sit (laughs) on these podcasts and start to go, I don't know how I'd answer a couple of them, but that's kind of what it is. So um, first one is if you had a dream show that you could work on, that you could be a part of, what would that be? Is it just a particular time in that you would be like, oh, if I could go back 30 years and be involved in that, that's where I would be? Or is it something that might not have even happened yet? You've broadened out this question more than I was expecting. Sorry, oh, if I could go it was back only and work because... on any production that's previously existed. Well, this was the thing, because again, blame Rory Cormack, because he was the one who brought it up. He said if he could go back to like the original Woodstock and do that. Oh. And I was like, I'd not even thought of that. That was it. Like, I was like, actually, if I could have gone back to like, a Queen concert at Wembley and be there, I'd be like, actually, I hadn't even thought of that. But, so this see, question keeps growing and I'm like, I can't, I, it just... I have often thought of, well, the obvious use for time travel is to go back and see shows that you didn't get to see or see shows that you only got to see once. And I've got that list sorted. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I've got my tick list for, you know, if I get the opportunity for that time machine, I know where I'm going. Yeah. Um, but I think, weirdly, I think if I'm going for any time, uh, anything that I previously worked on, I'd love to go back and do it on the town at Regent's Park. It was just, I mean, some of it was a living nightmare. It rained the whole way through tech. We had cast members dropping left, right and centre. Just, I think our swing covered all, our male swing covered every single track but two, including some of the girls' tracks good going yeah um but and having said that about dream what i would really love to do this is a game me wanting to program things at specific Mm -hmm. places i want west side story at regent's park just imagine how beautiful it would be i mean regent park is amazing and i know andy veered more um and the stuff that hit that they put in a good word and it's i could well i haven't spoken to for a while actually but and he normally gets massive but I'm sure I saw him it. a couple of days before we locked down because I was interviewing for the Avita deputy job. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think, yeah, Regent's Park, it's amazing. Well, they managed to do a few bits, didn't they? They kind of reopened they did. It for a little JCS bit. JCS got back on. Yeah, um, which is amazing. So it's, yeah, I think Regent's Park is, yes, has its challenges being outdoor, but. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Lots. Well, especially with the English weather, at least it's not in. Edinburgh in Scotland where you can get every single season in a day um, I think is the joke vividly remember doing Meadows Festival one year got absolutely soaked in the morning and then got back to the warehouse afterwards having and being sunburnt on one side of my face because I've been building the stage on one side going <laughs> I was soaked through this morning and now I've got home and I'm sunburnt on one side I don't understand Scotland's weather but that was yeah. always working well, outside has its challenges but when it works, it's worth it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hopefully we'll be doing a little bit more of it in possibly in the short term as well. Yeah. Um, so second question, um, what is your go-to post-show snack? Um, 
well, in an ideal world, pint of cider at the pub. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> this I kind of I need to premise this with it's a given that a, a, a pint after a show is just the yeah. standard. But if I've gone home, Nutella on toast. Oh, good shout. Good shout. Just a bit of chocolate spread. Yeah. With with the Lurpak layer as well. That's as you need that. <laughs> just to make that. it nice and dangerously bad for yeah. you. Why not? It's can't it can't be particularly healthy. I don't think anyone's said anything that's healthy at all. And I'm like There's no one going, oh kale salad. No, no, no. Even the dancers that. That I, even the dancers that I've chatted to are like, no, it's this, isn't it? And I'm like, yeah, of course it is. That's grand. Um <laughs> and our final question, um, what's the one thing that you know now that you wish you'd known starting out on your career that probably would have made your life a little bit easier? Wish I'd known. Um get into step training for them theatres no <laughs> um I think I the advice that I would give would be to speak up of just if there's something that you're like this doesn't work say this doesn't work why are we doing it this way ask the question find out why things are happening and seeing if you can make it better mm-hmm. I think there's lots of of things in theatre where go oh but this is just how we've always done it and occasionally you get someone who's like whether it's 19 year old work experience coming in and going but why are we doing it like this and you suddenly go yeah I don't know it doesn't make any sense it's just the way we do <laughs> I think it. speak up and ask <laughs> questions that's just that's just how we do it it, yeah. it goes back to when you know it was all sailors in the flies that's why we do it that's <laughs> yeah <sailors laughs> oh this flies. is Victorian practice and bears uh, no relation to the automation currently happening all around us all the wonderful technology, but there's still some old school stuff going on. It's yeah, it's we yeah. just don't, don't speak up and ask questions. Is yeah. no, I think that's a great, <laughs> great bit of advice, and I think we're probably all guilty of not doing it at some point. Um, Anna, this has been a pleasure chatting theatre with you. Um, it's yeah, I think it's been great. Uh, not on the West End has been a, a great success, and hopefully, you can manage to keep it ongoing. I suppose. But I suppose that depends on how if everyone else just, keeps things going, I suppose. Um, but. Yeah, I think it's going to be a case of how much I can get people to be reliable with sending me their information so I can just do the admin <laughs> around whatever I'm doing as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It's all, it's all an admin job. Yeah, absolutely. But it's been an absolute pleasure and best of luck with whatever happened with carrying it on. Thank you so much. No Thank you for listening to the Stage Is Yours podcast. Want to know more? Then head over to all of our socials. You can find us at Stage Is Yours Pod, where you can catch a cheeky glimpse at some of our upcoming guests. And subscribe to our YouTube channel to make sure that you never miss an episode. This has been the Stage Is Yours Podcast, talking all things theatre and events. Until next time.